When I was in high school, I used to participate in cross country. And it's kind of funny, I was walking in, I realized, of course, one of my coaches and organizers is sitting here in the congregation today. So he can attest to this, that when we had cross country, we would go racing or running in Central Park and other places. And we'd often do a, a loop and we kind of go around this circuit, kind of around and around. It seemed like forever to me, uh, but it was very helpful because when we got close to like the home base, people would cheer for us. And that was particularly important for me because I was usually towards the end, almost sometimes at the very end. And so it was a very encouraging thing to hear these cheers kind of gave us hope to continue forward in this race that we were running. And really, I think that's a good analogy for this feast that we celebrate today of the Transfiguration. The Feast of the Transfiguration really is meant to give us hope along this journey or race we're following as we are disciples of Jesus Christ. The Transfiguration really is a feast all about hope and joy. The first reading today, we see that in the book of Daniel, the reading gives these people hope at a time of persecution that God ultimately would vindicate them from their enemies. So the book of Daniel is kind of what we would call apocalyptic literature. It can be very strange to understand. We heard a lot of odd symbolism, you know, a vision in heaven with the ancient of days, the son of man, that sort of thing. But apocalyptic literature is really written in a very wonderful way, a very emotional way, in order to inspire a people who are suffering with hope. And the book of Daniel was written about 160 years before the birth of Jesus. And the Jewish people at this time were suffering greatly under a Greek king, and I think I've talked about him before, Antiochus IV. He was really persecuting the people of Israel in Jerusalem. They were forbidden from practicing their dietary laws, from observing the Sabbath, from circumcising their children. So it was a time of great suffering, and many of them died in this persecution. And the book of Daniel was written at this time in order to fill them with hope. The book of Daniel is all about how God ultimately would vindicate the people over their enemies. And these visions really communicated that to the people. That sure, these earthly powers like this Greek ruler had a span of time where they would persecute the people of Israel, but ultimately God would take control. And we saw here in the first reading that God, the Ancient of Days, is handing over to the Son of Man authority. Now, at the time when Daniel was written, the Son of Man might symbolize the entire people of Israel or their heavenly protector. So Israel ultimately is receiving vindication over their enemies. So really, the book of Daniel is meant to give hope to this persecuted people that ultimately the temporal suffering that they were going through, the persecution that they were undoing, were soon come to an end. The gospel where we hear about the transfiguration of Jesus really builds on this message of hope, gives hope to people not just temporally, but eternally. And Jesus in the transfiguration really is in continuity with God's plan of salvation throughout the entire Old Testament. And Matthew really is at pains to show how Jesus fulfills the Old Testament. We see that when Jesus leads his disciples up a high mountain, he's accompanied or appearing with him are Moses and Elijah, representing the law and the prophets. We see that a cloud of glory overshadows Jesus, just as the cloud overshadowed Mount Sinai when God was present there. We see in the transfiguration that Jesus is presented like this Son of Man figure. 
Now Jesus Christ ultimately is the son of man who receives authority. And most importantly in the transfiguration, we see that the appearance of Jesus is changed. He becomes glorious. He becomes transfigured. Ultimately, the transfiguration, when the disciples are led up a high mountain, is meant to be a preview to the resurrection. Because after this, when the disciples go down the mountain, they're going towards Calvary, where they will experience the suffering of Jesus. So the transfiguration, then, is kind of like a sneak peek for the disciples of Jesus. They get to see Jesus in his transfigured state, and this is meant to give them hope as they ultimately go towards Calvary and will have to witness the suffering, the passion and death of Jesus. The transfiguration then is this mountaintop experience that is meant to give Jesus' disciples hope ultimately that God is in control, not just of politics like at the time of Daniel, but in control of life and death. That God through Jesus Christ has not just liberated us from earthly rulers and powers, but ultimately has destroyed death itself. So this mountaintop experience is meant to give hope to the followers of Christ. We too in our lives are supposed to have these mountaintop experiences from time to time. Moments in our Christian journey where we are filled with hope and confidence to continue on our path of faith, following Jesus as a Christian community. Right now, I think in the church at this time, we're living through a mountaintop experience, a kind of transfiguration experience. So you might have seen the news that World Youth Day is happening right now in Lisbon, Portugal. It's kind of just coming to an end. But really for the over a million young people who are there, this is a really incredible mountaintop experience for them. Maybe some of you know people who have been to World Youth Day or have gone yourself. But really this is such a remarkable experience of faith where again over a million people from all over the world gather together ultimately to express their faith in Jesus to be together, to be strengthened by a community, to see ultimately that our church is universal, that there are many young people following Christ, and ultimately to be inspired by the message of our Holy Father. So around this time right now, Pope Francis is celebrating the vigil with the people in Lisbon. So these young people will have to go to a field, camp out overnight, and then in the morning when they wake up, they'll celebrate mass with maybe a million or more people there, with Pope Francis praying together. And really for the young who are participating in this, this is a mountaintop experience that fills them with hope and encouragement as they follow Christ. But I think for us too, especially now with technology, we can participate and also derive great joy from this World Youth Day experience. So really I think my kind of uh, assignment or homework today after this mass is I would encourage each of us to kind of go online, maybe our television, and just watch some clips or highlights from the World Youth Day. You can just Google it on YouTube. Salt and Light TV also has good coverage or elsewhere, where you can just kind of go and watch some highlights from the World Youth Day. It's a really great experience just to listen to the message of Pope Francis, but also to see all these young people gathered together is a moment of hope and encouragement, I think, for all of us. So this great feast of the transfiguration then, let us praise Christ for transfiguring also our hearts day by day, that as we follow Christ along this journey, we experience Christ's grace that's meant to fill us with hope and joy as we continue forward following Jesus.